Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Another week of broadcasts here as we're getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving and getting closer and cl more opportunities for you as a Bottom Line listener to, as a matter of fact, a major announcement coming up, uh, well, next week with regard to our friends at Preborn. Uh, we have been so excited to see this campaign just go crazy. And especially as you saw the elections, we're going to get more into the election results. Um, we'll do uh, Super Tuesday tomorrow uh, and talk about last week's kind of Super Tuesday election about what happened in Ohio, what happened in Kentucky, what happened in Mississippi and Virginia. And, and basically, I mean, I, the short version is it was a wake-up call for people in the body of Christ who spend a lot of time talking to other people in the body of Christ. That, that's all I have to say about that. I mean, the fact that abortion rights are being enshrined into state constitutions now, it's just, it's heartbreaking to see. And yet it shouldn't be a surprise because Democrats are animated by this. They got all fired up when Roe versus Wade was overturned. They started telling Americans and all their supporters who they think are smart. They all honestly think, well, we have college degrees, so we're smarter than you. They started telling him, look, democracy is at risk. We have to codify this now. And people go, wait, that, that was a red state. Why did they vote for uh, abortion rights? Well, you find out a couple things about abortion rights. A little uh, sidebar here. Number one, uh, when it comes to abortion rights, there are still a lot of people who are not complete elimination of abortion. There are a lot of people, even who call themselves pro-life, who say, hey, you know what, in addition to being pro-life, though, I think that if the woman's life is at risk or if, they're, if, if the baby, you know, baby's health might be jeopardizing mom's health or uh, something that we should go ahead and allow for abortion. Well, that accounts for 3% of all abortions in the United States. The other 97% are elective. And yet those 3% are driving policy on people saying, I don't think we should have a total ban on abortion. Then the argument coming from the left, well, you know, I mean, when you get right down to it, I mean, abortion, uh, well, it's, it's important because, well, did you know that 60% of women who have abortions are already mothers? Okay. Uh, did you know that 54% of them are churchgoers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. So what, let's look at the churchgoer one. On the churchgoing side, it's a pretty clear indication that there are a lot of people who go to church and profess faith in Christ, but either haven't been given the tools to make the proper decision on the sanctity of human life, or they, there's a huge disconnect in their faith. The second part, what about the women who are already mothers, kind of proves the pro-life point. Pro-life position for years has been, well, women are using abortion as birth control. And the left will say, no, no, they're not. And then we find out six out of every 10 women who have an abortion this year have already given birth to another child. You say, see, that's the whole point. Now, they will cite economic reasons. They'll cite a whole slurry of reasons, all of which could pretty much easily be knocked out by using adoption as the third option to the woman who gets a pregnancy that she did not plan on. She's being told either you're going to be sentenced to have a, a lifetime of poverty because you're a mother or you should have an abortion and make your life easier with abortion care. Our friends at Preborn have spent the last several years educating people lovingly, compassionately, and I should say without cost. A woman and her husband or boyfriend go to a preborn clinic, or maybe she goes by herself, and they say, let's do a pregnancy test, let's do an ultrasound, and you don't have to pay for it because supporters of our ministry have made this possible. And so they... They take a look at, you know, the situation around them. And then once they make the decision, they say, okay, well, now we know you're pregnant. What would you like to do? Uh, you're you're going to have to make a decision. I mean, there's either going to be a baby or there's not. 
And most women will say, well, gosh, if I have to choose between giving birth, which would be really tough for me right now, or having an abortion, which means I won't be pregnant anymore, I'll take door number two. And they don't know what the third door is. The third door is, do you know that for every couple who adopts a child in America today, there are 37 other couples. And I'm talking God intended it, husband and wife couples, you know, godly Christian people who are single who want to adopt a child that are ready, waiting, and they're qualified to be adoptive parents. When you tell a woman who is facing an, pre, an unplanned pregnancy that there's a couple that would, there, there are 30 some couples that would, remember the movie Life Mark? We had Kirk Cameron on talking about it. When that young couple who decided to put their child up for adoption, place their, release their child for adoption, uh, the, they were just inundated with letters postcards you know th this is what our family has to offer and please let us adopt your child and now this teen mom who doesn't know what she was going to do before says wait my child's good in the, her, this case her son my son's gonna have a place to live and he's gonna be loved and well cared for and it may be an open adoption where I can see him growing up and know that you know this is about be the best thing for him but then also that she'll have all of her medical costs covered she may not have insurance at that point they know that all the prenatal visits, the labor and delivery, it's all going to be covered by insurance. And there would be a stipend of compensation for her as well. It can be a really wonderful opportunity. But it starts with a woman making a decision to go to a preborn clinic, uh, the kind of pregnancy center that would actually give her those tools of information, and then make the commitment to walk down that road with her. Next Monday, we're going to be making a very special announcement about how we're deepening our relationship with preborn during the holiday season. But if you'd like to make a donation today, I encourage you to do so. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Find the, uh, the pre-born banner and make your best donation. It's $28, covers the cost of one appointment for an ultrasound, the pregnancy test, the ultrasound imaging, and the consultation. So if you make a $28 donation, 85% of the time a woman goes to a pre-born clinic, sees the ultrasound, hears the presentation, she winds up choosing life for the baby, either to be a mother or to, uh, to release that child for adoption. Only 15% of the, of the women who go to pre-born will still say, I think I want to end the pregnancy. On top of that, though, bear in mind that so a $28 donation saves a child's life, and uh, so a $280 donation pays for 10 appointments, $2,800 pays for 100 You get the idea. But also, we've had some very generous friends here at the Bottom Line Show who have stepped up in a huge way, making donations of $15,000, or sometimes it's $7,500 and $7,500, or sometimes $3,750, thirty seven fifty, thirty dollars $3,750. It's $15,000 to donate a, an ultrasound machine to a preborn clinic. And I can't think of a better way this holiday season. If you are, there's a, a gentleman who, was, we had a gathering about a month ago for Dennis Wilson's clients at a local restaurant here. And uh, just we get together, have dinner, have fellowship. It's, it's a really nice time. And we spent a lot of time talking about preborn. That's one of the ministries that uh, Wilson Financial supports. And we had a gentleman who got up and he said, you know, I heard Roger last year right around Christmas time talking about how he and his wife make a donation to preborn. We do so every month. And uh, we've actually, we've kind of upped the ante for us. We had, in the past, we just chose a donation of we pay for two uh, ultrasounds every month. Uh, just that we do a recurring $56 donation. 
But we have a couple more grandchildren on the way. And so in honor of them, we've doubled it. Now we're making four every month at 833-850-BABY. But I was sharing that story, and this gentleman uh, came up afterwards. He goes, my wife and I are going to do that. I don't know how many kids and grandkids they have, but they, they got them all together on Christmas Eve and said, guys, here's what we did this year for your gift for Christmas. Now, their generosity all throughout the year, but they said, instead of just buying you a bunch of stuff that you may or may not remember, we've made donations of whatever the dollar amount was, how much we would have spent on your Christmas present, and instead we're donating it to Preborn. I was just so moved to hear him share that testimony. It's a, just a, a truly remarkable one. I would encourage you to do the same. And remember, so today, make that donation at 833-850-BABY. And then be sure to be listening next Monday, November 20th, during the Bottom Line Show. We have a special announcement about preborn that I know you're going to want to take advantage of. Okay? So make that note. Take a quick break, and we'll be come back. An iconic piece of Orange County history uh, is no more. And I want to share some reflections on that uh, because uh, if you've been anywhere near the historic blimp hangar at the Marine Corps Air Station in Tustin, you know the fires a couple weeks ago were just devastating. And to watch that thing just kind of go up in flames and smoke was just really heartbreaking. But I want to talk about what that represents for us as believers with regard to what it represented for us as a nation, especially when it comes to our military efforts. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Oh my goodness, we were talking about preborn and the great opportunity that's coming your way next Monday. Um, I should also mention, oh, by the way, it's Movie Monday today here on the Bottom Line Show. And coming up at the bottom of the hour, 3.30 Pacific, 4.30 Mountain Time. An extremely special announcement from a very special guest. And it's all things The Chosen. Now, if you follow The Chosen, you know that Dallas Jenkins has been a recurring guest here on The Bottom Line Show. His dad, Jerry Jenkins, is going to join us during the Christmas season to talk about the new novel that he's written for season three. Season four is in the can, and we have a big announcement about season four, which if you're a Chosen fan, you already know. And Christmas with The Chosen, which is coming up sooner than you think. Now, you know what that means. Dallas is going to join me at 3.30 Pacific, 4.30 Mountain to make a special announcement from The Chosen Studios. Uh, with regard to not only the chosen theatrical releases, but how you can win tickets. Okay, so keep it right here on the Bottom Line Show on this very special Movie Monday edition. We'll be giving you a great opportunity. Speaking of movies, oh my goodness. There, I don't know how many times you've been to a movie, you've seen something that required a big like blimp hanger or something that, I mean, t the North Hangar at the Marine Corps Air Station in Tustin is iconic. It's legendary. As a matter of fact, when the Irvine Company and everyone else was getting ready to, you know, kind of level some of the old El Toro Marine Base and build homes and things, they left that hangar. Now, anybody who's anybody knows, if you've been in Orange County, the El Toro Marines were legendary. The El Toro Marine Base, iconic. And the Marine Corps Air Station, we all know, what does MCAS stand for? Well, that's what it was. Um, if you drove by there, uh, if you, you, you couldn't miss it on the way to the district in Tustin there off of Red Hill. And the reason this is so germane to us is, is studio-wise, here our flagship affiliate for the Bottom Line Show, KBRT, is just a couple miles south of here. So obviously the air quality around where we have been for the past couple of weeks has just been dreadful. But it's interesting because it's, it's, there's, there was something about the way this was built and the purpose that it served that made it not only beneficial for the, uh, uh, the military effort, but also for the movies 
Oh, my goodness, the movies. As a matter of fact, we'll put an article up at thebottomlineshow.com uh, about a, a piece that was written uh, in the L.A. Times about how many different movies that the, uh, the blimp hanger was used in. Uh, you, re- you remember what happened. I mean, this all went up in flames a couple of Tuesdays ago. It was about uh, you know, 1 in the morning. It took them till 5 that afternoon to get everything under wraps. And it was so tragic because there comes a point in a tragedy, especially one involving fire, where you have to ask the question, how far are we going to go to save this thing? And there are times when firefighters, and again, I'm not a firefighter. I just learned this from experience. But when firefighters will look at a situation and they'll ask the question, is it too far gone? Has the burning in the building, is the structure salvageable? Or is the best way to fight the fire to just let the fire keep on burning and call the structure a total loss? Now, that is great wisdom, by the way, (laughs) kind of getting to the meat of the argument here before we get into the particulars. But that is a conversation I think that we as Christians need to be very well versed in. May I suggest to you that this holiday season, you might be finding something very similar. Let's say that the blimp hangar for the Marine Corps Air Station in Tustin represents a part of your family history. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a tradition. We always went to this church at this time. We always have this meal in this location, et cetera, et cetera. And you hold on to that tradition, and traditions are smart. I mean, I remember 25 years ago, I had the privilege of meeting uh, Gloria Gaither, you know, Bill and Gloria Gaither, the Gaithers have been legendary musicians for years. And Bill is the, uh, they were both music teachers. They went to, um, what was it, the, the name of the school in Anderson, Indiana. Um, legendary university whose name eludes me right now. But they, um, they went to become music teachers and Bill had been a choir director and they started the Bill Gaither Trio and the new Gaither Vocal Band. And they started writing these musicals that were very, very popular with young adults. The Gaithers are contemporaries of my parents. And so my dad was a choir director. So we used a lot of Bill and Gloria Gaither music in our church choir presentations. And we would do these cantatas. You know, if you've ever heard the song, uh, Because He Lives, that came from, what was it? I think Alleluia was the name of the, uh, the musical. And that's been a staple at churches for years, for 50 years plus. Bill was just a remarkable man. And I remember him um, sharing in an interview with uh, the Christian musician, Carmen, who was a big Bill Gaither fan. He, he asked Bill, he goes, you come up with the best titles for your songs. How do you come up with them? And Bill Gaither's response was, he said, I think of two things when I think of a song title. It should be a song title that is so bold you would go on the highest mountain and shout it at the top of your voice. Or something that is so unimportant, such a a big secret to tell, that even if you were in a place where you couldn't speak out loud about it, you would still whisper it in a stage whisper. Think of all the great Bill Gaither titles, you know. Then came Sunday, because he lives. I've just seen Jesus. You know, things that you would either scream at the top of your voice or you do a, a, a impassioned stage whisper. Gaither's a remarkable couple. And Gloria uh, had kind of a retail bent, so she had opened a Christian bookstore and had written a book. So we're hanging out in Dallas. I mean, here I am, memory laning here. Uh, that's what my kids call it. There goes dad down memory lane again. Um, Gloria Gaither had written a, a book. It was kind of a uh, here's how to celebrate the holidays type of book. This is 25 years ago. And so she's at the Christian Booksellers show. We're having a conversation, just kind of, you know, sitting back and forth. And so I asked her, I said, uh, you know, 
how much of this book is kind of you and Bill, you know, things you've, you know, learned from each other, enjoyed with each other, and how much of it is just stuff you've heard? She said, oh, it's, it's a very, very personal book. But then she started talking about the fact that, you know, when you live in the same house for as many years as they had, there are a lot of memories, good and bad. And so I asked her, I said, well, what is it about memories and traditions? Why are they so important? Because a lot of people hold on to them, even to the point where it might drive a family apart. Well, and I could think of several when uh, my kids were young and there were two different you know, families uh, vying for attention at Christmas or Thanksgiving and having to hash out who got to do what, where and when uh, was, was, was tricky. And I know even to this day, it, it still feels a little funky sometimes trying to get blended families together with six adult children and four of them are married and there's you know, grandchildren and it's, it's, it can be a challenge. But I asked her, I said, what is it about the traditions? I mean, are they ever to our detriment, do you think? And she said, no, even if we have a couple of years where it's a rough patch, the thing about traditions, the thing about holding on to those memories is important is sometimes you'll do those things. You'll, you'll have those memories and, and you'll carry on those traditions even when the love isn't quite there. And there's something about holding on to those memories and those traditions that makes it easier for the love to come back. And I thought, wow, isn't that something? Maybe that's why we're drawn to so many old different things. I mean, things that maybe don't have a purpose in real life, but they do to us in our memories. The Marine Corps Air Station closed. They, they closed that blimp hangar in 1999. There's a north hangar and a south hangar. And as I mentioned, when uh, Irvine was expanding and doing whatever they could, they kept both the blimp hangars there. Now, the north hangar was the one that burned down. The south hangar was basically untouched by the fire. The South Hangar has been used in uh, the HBO miniseries from Earth to the Moon, um, in the X-Files uh, season six, episode 12. Uh, that South Hangar is where uh, the U.S. government meter leaders met with extraterrestrial rebels. That aired in 1999. Uh, remember Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me? Uh, the base was there to operate a time machine that was shaped in a Volkswagen Beetle form. Um, it's interesting because the hangars were identical, so you can't really tell which one was which. I mean, in terms of which one showed up. Um, it's it's really sad to think, though, that the North Tower is the North Hangar is the one that went gone. See you bye. And listen to this list of films. I mean, the uh, production team for the 2009 reboot of Star Trek went ahead and used it because they thought it, it provided enough of a glimpse of the future that they could say this is where you could house Starfleet shuttles in the year 2258. Um, and there are others too. Uh, from Pearl Harbor in 2001. Um, then there was the uh, Hindenburg, 1975. They used that base. And do you remember the movie called The Man's Navy? was shot and released in 1945, actually during a war. Um, it's amazing how many different people in Pearl Harbor, of course, that's the place where Jimmy Doolittle uh, trains his pilots. And it's, it's just really incredible to think. But I have to wonder, based on the memories that are there, um, how many people have looked at that as a source of comfort, as a source of protection, I've got some memories here because I grew up in this area. I remember being a ninth grader in the cross-country team at Foothill High School. We used to run from Foothill all the way down around that hangar. 
So I know a thing or two about the area. I want to share a couple of personal reflections, if you will, uh, about the iconic Tustin hangar and the fire and what it means to us today. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com. Hit the Preborn banner right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Dallas Jenkins is going to join me in less than five minutes, and we're going to talk about The Chosen. We're going to talk about Season 4, and we're going to talk about Christmas with The Chosen, this year's edition. And, well, I'm, I'm no spoiler alerts. I mean, i got to find out what he's going to share with me, so we'll do that in about five minutes or so. Uh, reminiscing about the Marine Corps Air Station in Tustin, the North Hangar uh, is now no more. Um, the South Hangar, which is right next to it, basically, completely unharmed but firefighters arrived on the scene a couple tuesdays ago and decided hey you know what um well it's pretty much burned out we're going to let it burn i was sharing before the break how iconic this area is for me personally because of my growing up we moved to orange county when i was seven i went to arroyo elementary school hughes middle school foothill high school my sister and brother and i did too and then we also went to all three of us went to well two of us went to cal state fullerton my brother went to long beach for a little while but growing up in this area, it was very iconic. And I, I was reminiscing as I seen all the pictures and the video. Hey, have you seen this? This is incredible. And realizing that what the hangers meant to me, not only were they iconic, and of course they showed up in a lot of Hollywood movies, but they also were a reminder of why we in the United States oftentimes have such a sense of security. And that's because strong military. The Marine Corps, El Toro Marine Corps, and of course Camp Pendleton, um, Norton Air Force Base, I'm just thinking of a few Edwards, um, are places that remind us that this is where the military trains. They've always been the best and the brightest in the world. And the fact that this hangar was burning, it was was sad nostalgically because um, of having grown up in the area. I was also sad practically because working in and around this area, the air quality was terrible around the K-Bright studios. And I know what that's like as one who has smoke allergies. It's not fun to be around. But there was something as I watched this hangar burning down that reminded me that A, it was old. It was here in the 40s. B, it had been closed down for nearly a quarter of a century. So it was basically just a Hollywood movie set at this point. But C, more than anything else, it, it seemed somewhat symbolic of what's happened in our culture with regard to the preservation of morals and values in America. 
if a strong, healthy military meant a certain measure of protection from uh, uh, enemies foreign and domestic, the fact that two of these blimp hangers were there to remind us of what it was like for World War II and Vietnam and some of the other military operations. I still remember hearing the the planes flying up from Camp Pendleton right over our church all those years ago too. Now to see one of these hangers burning down, it reminded me that A, we aren't as solid structurally as a nation as we used to be. The morals and values of the current generation don't line up with biblical worldview. Look at what happened in the elections last Tuesday. And it was kind of a ringing indictment against biblical standards. But secondly, it reminded me that America is kind of at a crossroads right now. And the crossroad is, we've seen, in essence, in this case here, we had two hangers and now we have one. So which America are we going to be? Are we going to be an America that continues to be built upon morals and values of a biblical nature? Or eventually will that other hanger burn down as well? By the way, pre-trib or post-trib, something else kind of came to mind, talking about uh, the Bible verses that deal with the issue of two men will be working in the field, one will be taken, the other will be left behind. Not that we're going to burn up in a bunch of flames when the Lord returns, but maybe, just maybe, we're getting closer to the day where we're going to see the snatching away of the brothers and sisters. What a glorious day that will be for us. That's the bottom line on that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break as we continue. A special edition of Movie Monday here on the program. Dallas Jenkins is going to join me on the other side of this break. We're going to talk about Christmas with The Chosen, which is going to be in theaters coming up December the 12th. And also, we're going to talk about season four of The Chosen. It will be like no other. It's a very emotionally charged season of the ministry of Jesus. But not only that, the way this season is being released to the public is like nothing that they've ever done before or nothing that anyone has ever done before with episodic television. I love the fact that a faith-based organization is at the cutting edge of blurring the lines of TV that's in movie theaters and movies that play on television. And since it's Movie Monday, you know we're going to be giving stuff away. So get your dial and fingers ready at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Well, a special edition of the Bottom Line Show today, Dallas Jenkins is with me today here on the program. We're going to talk about all things chosen, and we're also going to talk a little baseball too. Welcome back, Dallas Jenkins, to the Bottom Line Show. Oh, good. I'm so excited to hear that we're talking about baseball as well. well so thanks uh, thanks for having how, me on. It's good to see you again, Roger. It's good to see you too. How could we not, you threw out the first pitch at Wrigley Field, and I am biblically jealous. What was that like? What was that like? Yeah, you should be jealous. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't lie. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've told people if 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 nothing else, the success of the chosen has has paid off in this in this way. Uh, I I grew up a lifelong uh, Cubs fan, diehard, and yeah. uh, have been to Wrigley many times, but have never had a chance to really be on the field. And of course, throughout the first pitch. So uh, when this opportunity came up, uh, it was a dream come true. Uh, I, I will say. I don't get nervous about almost anything. Uh, I have not been nervous about anything in a long time. Yeah, this was the first time I have been nervous in a while. I was really because because no one encourages you. Like the players on the team, the umpires even were making comments. The coaches, no one says like, "Hey, you're going to do great." They all say, "Don't bounce it, you know, <laughs> don't screw up in, the, in front of people." Yeah. And uh, and and right before I walked out there, one of the coaches on the Cubs uh, says, "Hey, don't choke." And so I, I came out there, I had to take, you know, I had to do some of my breathing exercises and, uh, yeah. but I did throw it uh, where I wanted to. So uh, it was, it was awesome. 
Nailed it. Well, I, 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 it's great for you to have that personal experience, but of course, on the larger scale, that means the chosen's recognition has just been huge since the last time we've spoken. It, it's grown exponentially, and we're going to get into a little teaser for season four and a little Christmas with the chosen coming up. But how do you describe it? I mean, obviously, it's a phenomenon, but it keeps getting bigger. It just keeps getting more impactful. What, what's it been like for you during the past year to see it grow? Yeah, I, I honestly. Um, have been able to maintain, believe it or not, a, a a sense of no matter how big this gets, I cannot allow myself to be impacted by that. So mm-hmm. it's great. I, I it, obviously the impact is what matters the most. Um, p- people telling me stories of how their life has changed matters more than anything. But I will tell you this: uh, in the first year, when almost no one was watching. Um, I was sitting on my couch on a blank laptop and writing words that I felt were important to capture the character and intentions of Jesus in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm on set, all of us working together, we we know that not too many people were watching, but we knew we had to get it right. Yeah. Well, five years later, it's, it hasn't changed. I'm still on my couch with yeah. my blank screen. I was just the other day finishing up some of the scripts for season five. The blank screen doesn't give a rip about how successful the previous season was. So it has been cool. Um, Obviously, I would be crazy to say otherwise. But um, my job, honestly, I think both as in my relationship with God, but also as the captain of this ship is to make sure that whether there's tens of millions of people watching or big, you know, platforms talking about it, or whether there's nobody watching, that my primary focus is on making sure that God and my wife are happy with what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I just, I hope that in a few years, Roger, when we talk again, maybe even at, at you know, at, at the end of all these seven seasons, that we're having the same conversation, that yeah. I have not gotten to a place where I'm seeking praise or trying to avoid criticism, that all that matters is getting this right. You you are doing such a great job. And let me be the first to encourage you, if you haven't gotten encouragement today, not only on that first pitch, but also on what's happening with The Chosen. Um, Dallas Jenkins today here on The Bottom Line Show. We're talking about, well, all th- you had a Chosen Con recently. Yes. Uh, how cool was that? I mean, it was fun for the people who were there, but also thousands of others online joining you too. Talk about that. Yeah. So uh, recently we had this idea of, you know, look, our chosen fans love to gather. Um, In fact, I don't even like the term fans. I think they're partners, viewers, uh, you know, family members, and they love to gather. They love to have this shared experience. And uh, and we thought, boy, it would be fun to get everyone together as, as many people as possible. So we did a test. We thought, Look, we don't, you know, we've never done this before. We don't know how it's going to go. We don't know how many people are actually going to be interested in flying to one location and gathering in a huge room and and doing meet and greets and doing panel discussions and all that stuff. And when in, you know, 36 hours, we sold out 3,500 uh, slots. Wow. Wow. And uh, and over the course of two days, just it, it was a it was unbelievable. Um, and the, here's the cool thing, though. I got a chance to to talk to probably if not all 3,500 people close to it uh, over the course of two days. I tried Mm -hmm. to really make a personal connection with everybody. The number of people who just were coming up and, and, and through tears sharing how the chosen has changed their life and how it's brought them closer to God and closer to the Bible um, really was overwhelming. Um, But I will say that again, it was, it was more of a battery charge for us and and for the cast of saying, This is why we do this. Is mm-hmm. and so season five, when we're going through the heat, the hundred degrees in Utah, or Texas, or the wind, or the dust, or whatever, we're remembering a weekend like this. 
um, yeah. that that uh, there are people out there who 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 are um, I don't know if benefit is the right word, but who are who are being impacted by the sacrifices yeah. that we're making, and so it's a great opportunity to keep going. That's a good way to describe it. Dallas Jenkins with me today here on The Bottom Line, both on our terrestrial radio and our audio podcast and at myhopenow.com. Uh, you can check out the video here. And we're talking all things Chosen. Of course, Chosen Con just wrapped. Season four is now in the can, as they say. And you're doing something very unique yet again in terms of the distribution of season four. You've done theatrical releases, Dallas Jenkins, but this one really is a whole different dimension. Talk about what's going to happen with season four for the initial releases of those episodes. Yeah, so as you mentioned, we've done uh, theatrical releases of our Christmas special, which we're going to be doing again this year. We got something really great planned. We've Excellent. done a couple episodes or whatever. This time, we're releasing the entire season in theaters. Now, not all in one sitting. Those right. of you who have to go to the bathroom every couple hours <laughs> are, are going to be okay. Yeah. We are going to release um, the first three episodes uh, initially and all in all at once into into theaters and then you'll get a chance to see the next three and then you'll get a chance to see the final two so we're releasing them all in theaters this accomplishes a couple things number one it allows the audience to gather to be together this is a season yes. that's pretty this season's pretty heavy mm -hmm. so not only do, uh, is the story on a bigger scale because we're getting closer and closer to jerusalem closer and closer to what we all know is coming um, but the the backdrop, the 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 audio, the video vi visuals, all of that are are bigger than ever. And so we believe it it demands an immersive experience on a big screen. But also, uh, I think you're going to want to come either with a group or 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 if you don't have a group, be with one at the theater because uh, it's it gets pretty heavy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the shortest verse in the Bible, John uh, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. Yeah. Uh, we see that this season and more than once because as we get closer to the to to where to what we know is happening. Um, Jesus is getting increasingly sad because not because of necessarily what's going to happen because his followers don't really get it. Point mm -hmm. being, yes, there's joy. Yes, there's laughter. Yes, there's going to be a lot of fun that you're going to want to be part of with other people. But there's also some some you, you might need your friend to hand you some tissues during this season. And uh, we, we really believe people need to need to be together when they watch it. But also this allows us um, and for those who want to see it on the, on the big screen to get a chance, quite frankly, to give us the opportunity to to keep it free for others. Yeah. You know, we've always said the show is always going to be free. Mm -hmm. Well, because less than 5% of the people who watch it actually pay for it, which is perfectly fine. We want people to be able to see it free. We do need to do things like this occasionally uh, to, to put it in theaters or get it into st certain streaming platforms that do allow us to pay for the right to give it to you for free. So I know that some people can't make it to the theaters. That just means I'll have to wait a little while longer. Um, but uh, th this, uh, th those who can go to the theater are allowing others to be able to see it free when it comes to streaming. Incredible. And, and I know those streams are growing more popular. I'm hearing from people all the time saying, have you heard about this thing called The Chosen? I just found season one, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's nice to see them going back now that those options are there and that we have a chance to participate. That's great news. Uh, Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about this groundbreaking approach to releasing season four in theaters. All the episodes will be, uh, you're doing like one and two one week and three and four the next week as far as the, the episodes go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're, we we group the episodes. We 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 put it into three sections as opposed okay. to four. We know it's a lot to ask, you know, to go to the theater four times in a month. Mm -hmm. uh, for some people, that's just not possible or doable. So we are spreading it out just a little bit, and we're grouping it into three 
three groupings of, of episodes, one through three, four through six, and then seven through eight. So uh, that gives you a little bit of a space so that uh, if, if you're busy or, you know, if cost is an issue, uh, we're, we're making it a little bit easier for you. Now you're working with Lionsgate and there's distribution now internationally, which is phenomenal. I would imagine the demand for this is huge. How many languages is The Chosen now available in? So at the moment, honestly, it's growing so fast, Roger. I'm not able, I, I don't think I could tell you the number. Here's what I know uh, where we're headed is that the Come and See Foundation, which is a nonprofit entity that is helping provide not only us to make the to make the show, but to get this into languages. They are on their way towards 600 languages uh, translated whoa. for for this show all over the world. Man. And over a hundred of them would be dubbed. So, you know, there's some that are mm -hmm. subtitled, but actually mm -hmm. getting dubbed because some countries really, really want that. Some languages need that. And so, yeah. because not, of course, not everyone can read. Um, so uh, having it dubbed is, is 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 huge. So we're seeing that happen. It's growing as we speak uh, all over the world in those other languages. And so that's that's really beautiful to see. And here's the other cool thing. You mentioned Lionsgate. You mentioned our distribution partners. Um, we, of course, want to make the show available for free on the Chosen app. You just look up the Chosen app and you can find it. This is available in every country in the world. Mm -hmm. But there are, some there are some countries and some places where the average viewer isn't going to download a new app just for one show. Right. And so making the show available where they're already watching television or where they're already seeing their streaming platform is, is extraordinary because a, sh a Jesus show to think that it's going to be playing and is currently playing on some of the biggest networks in the country, in the various countries around the world, because yeah. of some of these distribution partnerships we've had, it's, it's unbelievable. We're, this show is being exposed to people who would normally never consider uh, a show like this because it is getting the kind of distribution that it's getting. And it's been incredible. It's been beautiful to see. Well, especially with all the turmoil in the world right now, having the Jesus story as told through the chosen uh, it, in such a current relatable uh, style. I, I think people are just taken to it by storm and I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Dallas Jenkins, the creator of the chosen. We've got a link for the trailer for season four up at the bottom line show.com. We've got 30 seconds left Christmas with the chosen. Can you tease that a little bit for us as we leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. December 12th through the 17th in theaters, we took the best of our first two Christmas specials and we combined, we, we combined it into one big extraordinary experience, including we took the two short films that I've done, the shepherd and the messengers, one through mm -hmm. the eyes of the shepherd, one through the eyes of Mary and Joseph, the birth of Christ. We blended them into one film. It's uh, and it turned out, beautifully better than i even expected and so i uh, can't wait for people to see it together december 12th through 17th it's christmas with the chosen only in theaters and then season four of the chosen releasing in theaters first the theatrical releases begin in february of 2024 dallas jenkins uh, we, we continue to pray for you your family and the chosen family uh daily uh, as you continue to put out this great work uh and we're so blessed that we have the connections points that we do thank you for being with us today here on the bottom line show thanks so much for having me on roger we'll do it again soon well, you heard two huge announcements just a moment ago here on The Bottom Line Show. And Dallas Jenkins, of course, it's great to have time with you. Thanks for being with us studio to studio today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, by the way, if you want to go back, if you've just tuned in and you missed the, this part of the conversation, we're streaming it at thebottomlineshow.com. And we also got video of it. Tamara will have that video up at the end of the program today at myhopenow.com. Christmas with the Chosen is coming December 12th through the 17th to a theater near you. Check your local listings for where you can actually see it. But know that today is Movie Monday and we have not one, not two, but three pair of tickets for Christmas with the Chosen that we're giving away today. Aren't you glad you tuned in? 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 
800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, Christmas with the Chosen. Uh, the special uh, movie premiere that's going to be happening, some of the best Christmas moments of the uh, um, chosen seasons. We encourage you to uh, check it out in theaters, but there's a little in- incentive, a little enticement. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue, a very, very interesting story with regard to um, what's happening in the world as far as our faith goes and why it is so interesting to see uh, people who are standing up for their faith uh, winding up uh, on the receiving end of you know some of the tough ends of the law. We'll take a look at that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Been hurt in an accident and you're wondering if you should call Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. You must. That's why insurance exists, to cover accidents. So you should use it. Stephanie worked in the insurance industry for over 20 years, and she knows their system, how to talk to adjusters, how they think, and how to get back from them all that you've lost. That could be wages, time, property, or anything else that the accident has taken from you. Every minute you wait hurts your chance to be made whole again. And Stephanie knows that the opposing insurance company is building a case against you, so time is a factor. Stephanie cares about the truth. She builds your case on a rock-solid foundation of honesty. She will give you a clear understanding of what to expect during the process, and Stephanie will ensure that the truth comes to light. If you or someone you know has been in an accident and you're not sure if you need an attorney, Reach out to Stephanie Cover now at kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. My thanks again to Dallas Jenkins for joining me today here on The Bottom Line to talk about Christmas with the Chosen. And how exciting that is going to be. Makes its debut in theaters on December the 12th. It goes December 12th through 17th. We have not one, not two, but three pair of tickets to give away today here at 800-227-5278. And based on the feeding frenzy that we had this past Friday on Good News Friday, boy, you put out a book about generational curses, and apparently that's a hot topic with a lot of families. Well, here's an opportunity to take the family to Christmas with the Chosen in theaters, and we're only giving away pairs of tickets, so if you've got a big family, sorry, we can't get let everyone go for free, but we've got one, not one, not two, but three pair of tickets to give away today here on Movie Monday. the number to get you through to the bottom line. Hey, thoughts and prayers with all the cleanup workers who are working in downtown LA right now. In case you didn't see, if you're in San Diego or somewhere outside the area, the stretch of the 10 freeway going right through downtown that has been closed in the aftermath of that fire the commute was just a bear uh, today, of course, and it's going to be one of those situations that continues to be problematic um, for here for many days to come. This is not going to be a quick uh, overnight fix. According to Doug Young, who is an assistant chief with the California Highway Patrol, uh, drivers on the eastbound 10 are going to be diverted onto Alameda Street. Drivers on the westbound 60 are going to be diverted through northbound 5 or northbound 101. Drivers on southbound 5 will be diverted onto the westbound 10, but then have to take the first exit onto Mateo Street. Drivers on the northbound 5 are going to divert onto northbound 101. Um, Major sporting events, all that stuff, it's going to be just kind of a pain. And they're going to have extra metro rail trains that are going to be running as well. What's interesting is when you think about the environmental impact, 
I know that when the um, when the fire we talked about earlier this hour at El Toro Marine Corps Air Station, schools in that area and around here, of course, the Bottom Line Show Studios, not too far away from that, um, were closed for a couple of days because of all the asbestos and the hangar and how they really messed up the air quality. Um, the L.A. schools are going to remain open, though we do have a number we're going to put in uh, the story here at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, that will tell you when there might be some closings. Uh, Caltrans says that basically uh, there it's it's the clo- freeway's closed indefinitely. I mean that's just all there is to it. So if that impacts your commute, or if you're trying to, if that's the way that you would go over the river and through the woods to someone's house for Thanksgiving holiday, uh, start now making other plans because that's definitely going to work to your advantage to do so. Hey, I want to take a moment here and thank the following people who joined us to take advantage of this special opportunity to help our friends at Preborn send a powerful pro-life message here this week before the week before Thanksgiving, for the week of Thanksgiving. The sanctity of human life that we give thanks for each and every day here on The Bottom Line Show is under attack. I uh, was reading an interesting story um, over the weekend about how the number of Republicans that are looking at the, you know, well, we overturned Roe versus Wade. So a lot of Christians said, good, our work on the pro-life front is done. Not realizing that since Roe versus Wade never was federal law, it was federal policy based on a decision of the Supreme Court passed on January 22nd, 1973. We just marked this year the, what would have been the 50th anniversary of that being in order, but the Supreme Court finally got it right in overturning it. And so in overturning Roe versus Wade, that basically set the, uh, uh, set the tone for the left to say, okay, well, we need laws codifying abortion into law. And so far, something like six or seven states have actually passed constitutional amendments codifying or codifying, if you will, uh, abortion into state law. Hasn't happened on the federal level yet. Um, it might uh, it might eventually become part of that process. We don't really know. A lot of it, let's face it, politics are being played right now. Democrats have a majority in the Senate. Uh, but the Republicans have a slim majority in the House of Representatives. I know President Biden would love to codify abortion into federal law before he leaves office. At the same time, of course, kind of getting ahead on our uh, uh, Super Tuesday conversation, at the same time, Democrats realize Joe Biden's a liability. You probably uh, haven't gone too far without seeing talk that now the impeachment proceedings are going to start next year. There's more than enough evidence. And you might think, well, why on earth? Would Democrats want Joe Biden to be impeached? Well, there's two reasons. First and foremost, if you put them on the defensive and say, look, they're coming after our guy, that will raise support on the Democrat side in the same way that they were able to say, look, they're taking away a woman's right to choose and the democracy's next and and, and your freedom's at stake. We have to vote blue. That was good enough to get a lot of Democrats energized to vote. I mean, it just, it was. You, You can draw your own conclusion as to why. So the idea that Republicans are on this witch hunt against Joe Biden will play very nicely into the hands of Democrat supporters. But on the other hand, too, if you impeach Joe Biden and they wind up impeaching him, that gets him out of the way for 2024. Oh, Joe Biden was impeached. Well, now we need a new guy to run for president. And who might that be? Mr. Pro-abortion himself, Gavin Newsom? Stranger things have happened. Um, on the other side of this break, I want to express some thanks to some bottom line show listeners who stepped up big over the weekend to help our friends at Preborn provide ultrasound screenings for women who have pregnancies that I wouldn't call crisis. Let's call them unplanned. 
They didn't think they'd be pregnant at this season for whatever reason. And now they're debating whether or not to continue carrying the child to term or doing an abortion. Um, 833-850-BABY is how you can help her choose door number one or door number two, but not door number three in that equation. I'll explain what those doors are and give thanks to three of our listeners. Coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to this Movie Monday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marshall. Thanks again to Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, for joining me. By the way, Dallas and I did that, uh, uh, that broadcast bit here earlier this hour on Zoom as well, so we're on camera. Uh, so you have a chance to go back and listen to the audio if you want to at thebottomlineshow.com or wherever you podcast. Or go to myhopenow.com and see uh, my face on the camera, Dallas's face from the Chosen Studios. And then, of course, our announcement today that we're giving away not one, not two, but three pair of tickets to Christmas with the Chosen. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. the number to get you through to the bottom line. Steve Strang is waiting in the wings to talk about uh, living upside down in a crazy world that we're living in right now. But before he does, before we wrap up this half hour, I want to thank Brendan from Altaloma, Tracy from Long Beach, and William from Santa Fe Springs. Uh, Brendan made a $250 donation to Preborn over the weekend, as did Tracy. And William came along with a $140 donation, and we're grateful for each and every dollar that is donated to Preborn today. Every $28 provides another ultrasound appointment for a woman who is expecting a child and doesn't know what her options are. Now, many times a woman will say, gosh, I don't want to be pregnant right now. I didn't plan on it right now. I'm not sure what to do. Many of those women are Christians. Many of these are women who have given birth once or twice, and now they're thinking, I don't know if I can handle another child in my home. So they go to an abortion clinic who says, abort your child, end the pregnancy. You don't have anything to worry about. That's the end of the story. They never once tell them that there are thousands of couples who would love to adopt that child if you take the child to term. They don't tell the women that there are adoption agencies that will help you with the legal side of that, with the medical side of that, with the financial side of that. They don't tell them that there are options for housing. They don't tell them there are places like Preborn that make a two-year commitment to these women when the women come through the doors. And Brendan and Tracy and William are just the part of the growing number of bottom line show listeners that have donated nearly $100,000 this year to this campaign. We're about $5,000 away from that. I know there's a bottom line show listener who could make that $5,000 donation today. Would you consider doing so? That's a third of an ultrasound machine that provides 20, 250 ultrasounds every year for at least 10 years. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, 
or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and click the preborn banner and make your best tax-deductible donation today. Uh, that's going to wrap things up for this half hour. For those who listen on KCBC, uh, it's time for Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For those who remain on the network, Upside Down Living, uh, but how do you live upside down in a right-side-up world? Stephen Strang is going to talk with me about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Well, a special guest joining me today here on the Bottom Line Show from the convention floor at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, doing my convention remotely. But Stephen E. Strang is there in the thick of things to talk about a brand new resource that he has written uh, that is going to provide a lot of guidance and leadership for people who have been looking around at the culture and saying, what in the world is happening in America? The brand new book is called Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Stephen Strang, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Well, thank you very much. And you should be here. We're having I, a lot of fun. Somebody, sounds, there's a lot of chatter around and people are saying this is one of the best NRBs in a long time. But oh, I'm glad. I'm so glad. I've been NRB since probably 1980. That's okay. probably before you were born. But yeah, um, <laughs> you're very kind. You can, but, you can, for our My Help Now crowd, you can obviously see the gray in my beard. He's having some fun at my expense. But oh, no, I'm grateful for, uh, for the fact that uh, uh, this has been a good one for you. Uh, Steve is the uh, founder and CEO of Charisma Media. He was voted by Time Magazine as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America. He's interviewed presidents. He's been featured on Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC, among others. And my own personal favorite, Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, this brand new uh, book of yours is the kind of book that I think, uh, is it safe to say that there are more and more people who are waking up to the reality that the times we're living in, Stephen Strang, are perilous? You're absolutely right. And, you know, there's a lot of ways we could talk about this. In one way, we can say times have always been upside down. Mm -hmm. You know, look at the early church in the Roman Empire with paganism. Um, I mean, pagan pagan temples in Caesarea Philippi where Jesus and his disciples would have walked through every time they walked down to Jerusalem. And uh, the world's always been upside down, but it seems like there's something worse now. It Somehow it seems to be crescendoing, especially for those of us who have enjoyed religious freedom and kind of a dominant Christian, uh, Judeo, traditional uh, worldview, it's being taken away from us. You know, the Bible talks about woe to those who call uh, evil good and good evil. And we're yes. saying that. And so I wrote it because I, I feel that people are confused. They're, uh, you know, it's like, what, Lord, have you forgotten us? Are you asleep? Mm -hmm. And um, in the book, I actually mentioned that a friend of mine told me about a motivational speaker a secular guy who wrote a book called the 10 time rule. And his whole idea was to be successful. He had to work 10 times harder, have 10 times more passion. And he said that too many people li live mediocre lives. And when I read that and thought about it, and the guy said a lot of good stuff, you know, you can, <laughs> he wasn't a Christian, but uh, it, it was a good rah, rah book. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, Boy, does that apply to Christians? How many Christians live mediocre spiritual lives, lacking power, just kind of going along to getting along, being right. confused, having all kinds of things in their own lives that they really need to get over, 
you know, doubt and unbelief, unforgiveness, things that the Apostle Paul calls strongholds. I go into all that kind of stuff. So there's nothing in my book that's not been written by other people, but it hasn't been written in this way. I'm a magazine journalist by training and background, probably best known over the years for Charisma magazine. Yes. And my chapters are almost like magazine articles. Mm, yeah. Chapters self-contained about the gifts or the fruits, or I have a whole section on trials. You know, none of us can escape trials. None of us. We have friends and family who die at some point, problems in marriage or in the job. I mean, what I'm saying is just common sense, mm -hmm. but God can get us through. Sometimes trials have a purpose because the trying of our faith is what works patience, which is one of the fruit of the spirit. Amen. But I also write about deliverance, uh, deliverance over the demonic. And we're seeing more and more. In fact, a lot of the mess that we're seeing in our country, in my opinion, is nothing more than just demonic uh, onslaught. It almost explains no question. why it's so fast and why it's so intense. Mm. Jonathan Kahn, who's thankfully one of our authors, his latest book, which came out last fall is return of the gods. And he says, as the West and America reject its Christian foundations and remember that the early church got rid of all those ancient pagan gods, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. by the yes. time Christianity became the state religion in Rome, um, the worship of Zeus and all that kind of stuff, Moloch and Baal, all that was gone. He said that the early church exercised those evil spirits and that as the West has gotten away from it, they have come back. And the Bible says they come back seven times. Worse. Yes. Mm -hmm. now, I deal with that a little bit in the book because I believe that deliverance from evil spirits is one of the things that the Holy Spirit helps us, helps empower us to do. I'm a big believer in that. I'm just trying to remind people of what the, what should be normative. Christian life. We should be walking in faith. We should be getting uh, words of wisdom and discerning evil spirits. We, yes. should, yeah. we should be seeing miracles and healings. Too often, we don't. Like I said, people live lives of quiet desperation. And I hope that my book, I just happen to have a copy here. Yes, there it is. Encourages people to seek. I hope it makes them hungry in the way, same way that somebody might read a motivational book to rem to remind them that if they set goals and if they have dreams and if they work hard, uh, that they can maybe achieve them. How much, if that's true in the natural realm, how much more true is it in the spiritual realm? Yes, amen. If, if being 10 times more passionate can help a secular motivational speaker encourage people to live better lives, how much more? Should those of us who believe in this power of the Spirit of God encourage believers to stand strong? Now, I hope that if someone who's not a believer in Jesus picks up the book, that I, I don't use just church talk, that it's understandable, and maybe it'll spark something. But I really wrote this for people who want a deeper walk, who are concerned about the upside-down world, and who will allow me as a Christian journalist who's been really, I started off as a secular journalist, but most of my career, I've been a Christian journalist. 
writing and motivating people, covering what God is doing, writing about. In fact, a lot of the examples I use in the book are things that we've pulled either from Charisma magazine or from the different books that we've done over the years. Excellent. So that's why I wrote the book. Mm. Stephen Strang is with me today here on The Bottom Line, and this is a powerful work. It's an outstanding resource that I can't recommend enough. The book is called Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we continue, I want to ask Stephen about uh, a chapter in this book in particular that I think is, is going to be helpful for a lot of people because it's it's kind of like we want to have God speaking to us. But then we're not quite sure what to do when God starts speaking through us. And when I want to talk to Stephen about that, give a chance to kind of air that out for us and help us understand why the two kind of work together. We'll talk about that and coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine, now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. Stephen Strang is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. If you if that name sounds familiar, you may know him as the best-selling author of the book, God and Donald Trump. We uh, uh, had him on the program for that in 2018 when that first came out. He's the founder and CEO of Charisma Media. And of course, Charisma Magazine is quoted often here on The Bottom Line Show. The brand new book is called Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. We've got a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And Stephen is gracious enough to join us from the convention floor at uh, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Before the break, Stephen, I was talking about one of the chapters in the book that I, it, this seems like kind of where a lot of people in the in the American church, if not the Western church, are right now. We want God to speak to us. We don't know what to do when God speaks through us. Talk about how in this upside-down world we're living in, if the Holy Spirit is leading us, that's going to be part and parcel of our relationship with the Lord, isn't it? That's right. And the prophet Joel said that in the last days, God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh and the sons and daughters would prophesy. And, you know, sadly, for a whole variety of reasons, that kind of fell into disuse really for centuries. Now, there were historians show that it did happen some. And so fast forward to our own day, people have had to explain why we have not seen these gifts of the spirit the charismatic gifts, because the word charismatic actually means gifts in, in Greek. And they had to explain it. And they explained it. Oh, these things died out at uh, mm. the apostles. Mm -hmm. There's not one word, not one in the New Testament that says that will happen. 
the hmm. closest thing you can even hint it says um we prophesy in part and then that which is perfect has come you know they'll say if there are tongues they shall pass away it's making a different point i've actually heard people use that but in that very same scripture and i'm not quoting it exactly forgive me it's not in front of me but it says that which is perfect comes then that which is in part shall pass away hmm. i'm I'm not really making that point other than say, in my opinion, that's the only place in the Bible that even hints at it. So there have been different revival meetings that I believe were moves of the spirit. I even believe that the Reformation was mm -hmm. really a move of the spirit. I can see the that. The Holy Spirit is alive all the time. The Holy Spirit did not go away, but the gifts um, went away. People basically did not speak in tongues. They didn't believe for miracles. They didn't think healing. They didn't really pray for healing in the way that we do now. Then something happened in the early part of the last century that we now call the Pentecostal revival, where the Holy Spirit was outpoured. The Holy Spirit was outpoured in other ways. John Wesley uh, talked about how he was strangely warmed. He believed in the second work of grace. I'm really getting into too much history. There is some history in the book to uh, help the reader understand. I will tell you that my editor en encouraged me to put some of the history <laughs> in the notes because as you can see, it's easy for me to get into stories about history. That's not the point here. I believe that it's normative Christianity to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what helps us commune with God. Amen. It helps us to hear God's voice. You know, people... Other religions believe in prayer. Mm -hmm. A lot of prayers are ritual. They're repeated. There may uh, be a place for that. Uh, you know, the prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer is one we repeat, of course. But prayer is so much more. And it's more than just making a list of things you want God to do and then saying amen at the end and going about your business for the day. Yeah, yeah. Got to learn how to hear from God. The Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and show us truth and help us walk in faith. We do this through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of them is prophesying. Now, there's the gift of prophecy, but all of us, in the same way that we can pray in the Spirit, we can believe for miracles, all of us can prophesy. My friend Mike Bickle of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City is somebody I quote in the book, and he says that he believes that all Christians can speak a word to someone. Like, for example, you got a friend that's going through a tragedy or trying to make a decision, and you mm -hmm. pray with them and you counsel with them, and the Lord can give you words to speak to them that may not in may not be a prophecy about who's going to win the next election or who's going to win the Super Bowl or something dramatic like that. But I believe that that's the gift of prophecy. Sometimes we don't even really understand it. Now, when I talk about the gifts in the book, I tried not to make it like a textbook. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I didn't want it to be a theological type of thing. I used real examples and I used examples of where I've experienced prophecy in my own life. I have had, I, I had a man, a, a man with a, a well-known prophetic gift call me out of a group there must have been two thousand people there he had me stand and he gave me a prophetic word and he said that god had shown him 
that since the time I was 14, that I was God's maverick. Hmm. That was exactly right. But he, he said he could see me looking through a window through Venetian blinds at a lake. Well, when I was 14, I lived on Venetian Avenue in Lakeland, Florida. Oh, my. Now, that got my attention. <laughs> but more important than that, I tell the story about Jonathan Kahn and the book, The Harbinger. Jonathan mm -hmm. yeah. was seeking God for the direction to take this book. He'd never written a book before. He wrote it before talking to publishers. He was being encouraged in some ways, and he was by counselors that, in hindsight, didn't know what they were talking about. And he decided to really seek the Lord, and he said, Lord, speak to me. He was actually doing it. He was having to travel. It was the middle of the night. His planes had been delayed, and he wanted to take the time, waiting for the weather to clear, to seek the Lord. A friend of mine, a not a preacher, a friend of mine who's actually a CPA, has an incredible gift of prophecy where the Lord shows him things. And he will often pray and say, Lord, is there someone you want me to speak to today? Mm -hmm. and he felt that the Lord said, yes, I want you to speak to this man dressed all in black with a big bushy beard that looks everything like a Jewish rabbi. Mm -hmm. He was sitting nearby. And the, my friend, whose name is Hubie, said, no, 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 Lord, he he must be an Orthodox Jew. Right. <laughs> just I'm just not up to it today. And the Lord, not him. Yeah. the Lord impressed on him to speak to him. So he said to Jonathan Kahn, he said, what's the good word? That's how he opened hmm. the conversation. So Jonathan looks over to him, assumes he's a secular businessman, and says to him, Jesus loves you. Hmm. And in a split second, they knew that they were believers. And as oh. they talked, my friend Hubie said, the Lord has given you a message for the nations. And you're in the valley of decision, trying to decide which way to go. And two incredible things happened at that moment. Number one, Jonathan Khan was literally praying, Lord, what I should I do? Wow. The second thing is that the opening scene and the harbinger was the prophet that is a character in the book. The book is fiction, but it's fiction in the same way that C.S. Lewis in Screwtape mm -hmm. Letters. Right. You know, there was no a demon named Wormwood, um, but he used the fiction to tell spiritual truth. And Jonathan Kahn did this in the harbinger. And in the opening scene, there was a prophet who spoke to a stranger as they were along the Hudson River in New York City and there, you know, park benches where you can sit. And I guess, you know, it's very scenic. Mm -hmm. And in that setting, they spoke to each other in a very similar way. And Jonathan Kahn was blown away by the similarities between this. Long story short, my friend Hubie, He'd never done this before, but he said to Jonathan, he said, I know Steve Strang. Would you mind if I mentioned the book to him? And Jonathan said, if you feel you should do that, do it. So he emailed <laughs> says he's, he's, he met this man on an airplane. Actually, I don't remember. They, they were in the waiting room. And then later they sat together on the airplane and continued the conversation. He said, he's got a book that's going to shape the nations. Are you interested? And I wrote back and said, you're not telling me very much, 
But if you're interested in it, I'm interested and I'd love to talk to him. And the next and one thing led to another. Wow. Harbinger has sold over two million copies. Hmm. That was a prophetic word. It was a Mm -hmm. word that actually literally changed my life. I mean, every publisher would love a book. But, you know, it's more than just a book selling. It is a book that is shaped. I mean, Jonathan Kahn has spoken uh, at the United Nations. The Lord has opened up all kinds of doors to national leaders and so forth. And there are many, many things that have happened as a result of that book, The Harbinger. There are other stories that I tell because Hubie, my friend, was the accountant for an NFL player named David Tyree. Oh, yeah. And he said the catch. Yeah. (laughs) He said, God is going to do something spectacular in the Super Bowl. And I have another appointment shortly. (laughs) Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, That's going to open up a um is going to give you a platform and it was the catch yes and i had heard beforehand through a mutual friend that the lord had um had given a prophetic word i watched the super bowl wondering what would happen uh-huh, uh-huh. so i hope that this people this encourages people that god does speak today yes waxed eloquent <laughs> that, but you can tell that i'm excited and yes. i hope people will check this out it's available Wherever Christian books are sold, probably easiest to get it on Amazon. And I just really, really appreciate you being able to share my heart with your listeners and your viewers today. Stephen Strang, the author of Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. Thanks so much for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, and God bless you. Great conversation there with Stephen Strang today here on The Bottom Line, talking about his powerful book uh, that uh, invites us as Christians to... uh, Live by the power of the Holy Spirit, especially as the world has gotten crazier and crazier. Uh, Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World by Stephen Strang is the book. We have a copy of it up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we're giving away a copy right now. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to The Bottom Line Show. And uh, it's interesting because when you think about uh, this book and you think about how many people uh, profess faith in Christ and have the power of the Holy Spirit in their hearts, but how many people are actually living by the Spirit? I want to unpack this a little bit more on the other side of this break. The fact that the world literally has turned upside down. And the question we have is what are we going to do in response to the upside down living? We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial. 
and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to Stephen Strang, the publisher of Charisma Magazine, for joining me today here on The Bottom Line to talk about his newest book called Spirit-Led Living in an Upside-Down World. We've got a copy that we're giving away right now at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, as we were talking earlier in the program about the burning down of the North Hangar at the Marine Corps Air Station in Tustin, uh, right next to South Hangar that didn't burn down, they're identical. But now when you see the charred remains of one up against the pillar and uprightness of the other that still is standing... Hollywood won't suffer because they'll just shoot out of the South Hangar instead of the North Hangar. But it reminded me, having grown up in this area and still living and working in this area, um, the fact that a couple things we're left with after that fire, one of them is that the Hangar, it was, it was more effective to burn it down, let it burn down, than to try to save it. There was really nothing to save. And there comes a point in our lives where we look at our old way of living and ask the question, is there anything there to save? Is there anything salvageable? And sometimes one of the best ways to deal with that type of stuff is to say, no, there's not, and let it burn. Burn the ships, burn the building, let that part of your past go. Secondly, though, I mean, it does. it's kind of iconic to see something like that that represents military force and, and strength in the United States. And now that's not there anymore. Kind of reminds us of where our biblical morals and values are in terms of the weapons of war that are being used to fight against the enemy in this culture. But thirdly, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's the residue, the smoke that's in the air that kind of infiltrates that whole region and makes it difficult to breathe cleanly. Maybe this is a good reminder of what world we're living in right now. Remember Isaiah said, my righteousness is filthy rags. I mean, there is nothing this world has to offer us that is clean and pure. I don't know that smelling the smoke of that when it inflamed the nostrils of our creator that he said oh that's a fragrance offering that i love maybe it was a good i'm glad you're burning that thing down because it represents something that was no longer necessary people putting their trust in the military instead of in god but then finally when you see what stephen strang writes about in his book spirit love living in an upside down world you begin to realize that for what used to be right and true and good in this culture, more and more people are turning away from that and turning to what 2 Timothy 4.3 says. Paul writes to Timothy, there will come a time when people will no longer stand for sound judgment. Instead, they will turn to whatever their itching ears want to hear. So as we have looked today here on the Bottom Line Show about the burning of the air station, Dallas Jenkins talking about the chosen and of course the, the flack that he gets from inside the church, but also the actual praise he gets from people outside the body saying, hey, never seen Jesus look like this before. If you bring the right message and present it in a way that is culturally relevant, it's amazing how people will actually respond to it. But it's okay, as Stephen Strang writes, to say, look, you can live spirit-led in a world that's gone upside down. When you read about a, uh, an Indian pastor, a pastor in, uh, in the Uttar Prakash uh, state of India, that is now going to face trial again. It's the sixth time this year he's been arrested for preaching, quote unquote, superstition. And the superstition is he's preaching the good news of the gospel. Let's get used to it, brothers and sisters, not to be discouraged. Let's not give up in meeting together and celebrating the goodness of God. But let us be diligent in preaching the gospel, going into all the world and letting our lights so shine before others that they would see 
our good deeds and then glorify God who is in heaven. That's the good news and that's the bottom line.